Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we are going to be talking about the Lord, the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Extended Edition. We are going to wrap up this trilogy. As I said before, I had some problems with my computer in the episode we originally recorded. Uh, just didn't come out well in terms of the quality, uh, which is a shame because the episode itself was hilarious. Uh, seriously, it was one of the funniest things we've done, but, you know, life happens uh, it does find a way, hint, hint, Jurassic Park. Um, so yeah, we have a, a funny one for you guys today. We talk about the next gen a little bit, and then we talk about a new MMO coming out called Project Gorgon that Alex is playing. We kind of discuss it a little bit. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at It Just Works Podcast. You can also email the show and give feedback uh, if you have any questions or if you want to talk about or have us talk about a certain topic or watch a certain movie. You can email us at itjustworkspod at gmail.com. Once again, it's itjustworkspod at gmail.com. We are also sponsored by Forever Grips Gaming Accessories. Please go check them out. They have thumbstick covers and controller covers, mouse and keyboard accessories as well, and even clothing. They are an amazing, very, very good quality cover for your controllers if you're looking for a little bit more comfort uh they are great people over there uh so thank you again for forever grips gaming accessories for sponsoring the show and that's enough talking for me let's go ahead and cue that intro Welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Alex is back on the show today. This is our second time trying to record The Return of the King. Uh, sorry for the delay. My computer sucks, and I suck with them. So here we are. Alex, are you excited to redo this? Yes. I'm not, because I forgot <laughs> what we said, and I wish everyone could hear the last episode we did, because it came out really well, and it was funny as shit. <sighs> Alex, how was your Thanksgiving, dude? Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. I don't think we even said that to each other. Uh, it was good. Uh, happy Thanksgiving also. We just put up the Christmas tree today. Nice. So did we. We just put up the Christmas tree. My girlfriend came over this morning. Uh, we put up the tree with my grandma. And, uh, you know, it's very cool to have the lights out and the tree up. You know, get all festive. Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. And, uh, you know, it's just fun. So before we get into The Return of the King, I wanted to talk about the poll I put up today and kind of get your predictions. So right now, I have a poll on my Instagram. You guys will have seen it. It is, which which trilogy is better of the two? The original Star Wars trilogy or Lord of the Rings? Alex, do you think Lord of the Rings will actually will, will take the win? Because right now it's winning. Um, I think so. Yeah? It's a better trilogy. It is overall a better trilogy, but I guess the reason why I'm kind of shocked so far with the results that I already have is just how popular Star Wars is as a whole. You know, it's got its own uh, spot in Disneyland, Disney World. It's, I would say, in terms of media, popular, more popular, you know, I guess. You know, The Mandalorian. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah, I did. I just watched it today. We'll talk about that at the end of The Return of the King. 
so we're going to spoil uh, all of Mandalorian. If you haven't watched it, uh, just be sure to skip that part. But yeah, so far with this poll, I was kind of surprised. Uh, one of the other polls I did, which I was kind of surprised about, and I did talk about it on Thanksgiving episode, but I wanted to ask you about it, is do you like Thanksgiving food or something else for Thanksgiving? Oh man, Thanksgiving food rocks. I fucking hate it. I really do. <laughs> I'm an abomination. I know. I, I just better cooks in the kitchen then. No, no, no. Everyone who cooks for this family is really, really good at it. I am just a sack of shit, and I'm picky. So, why don't you make a different dish then? Uh, I'd rather have yeah, like, to Thanksgiving. I'd rather have pizza or something. I, I don't. Really well, know. why don't you make like one of your dishes? Be like Thanksgiving burritos. I mean, with a turkey, you could easily do that with some nice fresh beans. It yeah. probably tastes really good, too. So, yeah, Thanksgiving was great. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope everyone else did. Uh, let's tackle Return of the King. So we're back. Talking about Return of the King, uh, my personal favorite of the three films. I'm a sucker for good conclusions, and I think Return of the King does that very well. Uh, Alex, what are your... Watching, re-watching this movie... Uh, what kind of like took you back? Is there anything that you watched again and you really appreciated? Or is it like, no, nah, this movie's still great and I'm happy to be watching it? Oh, there's a few things, but the movie overall is still great, I'd yeah. say. No, it's it's still a good movie. The best of the three for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's not Alex's, everybody, so that's why I'm saying that. Um, no, it, it's definitely fun to watch it again. The extended editions are Kind of tough to get through a little bit, I won't lie. You have to like really sit down and dedicate a lot of time to it. And you know, you might be sitting there for a while. So yeah, besides that. That's well, not that bad. What? It's like four hours. Yeah, that's not that bad. I don't know. I can't I can't commit like I used to on these movies. And now I'm watching uh Rambo backwards, so that's fun. Rambo the last stand is on Amazon Prime. And I'm I'm already like an hour in. And it's an amazing movie. I can't wait to watch the first three. I heard to skip four, but I heard like the mm. first three are like really, really good. My friend described them to me, and I'm like, "Damn, dude, I've been missing out. I can't believe that." I've been watching the Expendables. So, oh, okay. Do you like those films? Yeah, they're good. There's like no story to it. It's just like. I think, Action, it's, so. I think it's like how many actors can we get on one screen and have them kill shit. And I think yeah. a lot of them die or something. Like Chris Hemsworth's brother dies in the first one or something. Uh, the second one. Like he's like the young guy they bring in and then like he's like the first one to die. Yeah. And then <laughs> He gets executed, Sylvester, Yeah, Sylvester Stallone's like, Why is it all the young ones with something to do? I was the one to die first. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, all right. <laughs> Before we get too off track, um, let's 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 finish the Return of the King. You know, it's been a long journey. You know, getting these episodes out. What is your favorite thing about Return of the King? Ooh, I don't remember what I said last time. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, Sam carrying Frodo up the mountain. And why is that your favorite? Oh, it's just. They've come so far, and they're at the doorstep. So Sam carries Frodo up with the weight of the ring, you know. Mm -hmm. Says, yeah, well, if I can't carry the ring, I'll carry you, 
Master Frodo. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, you know, I think my my favorite scene. Actually, I just remembered it just came to me. Thank you, God. We're so glad we're talking about it. Uh, it's actually when Aragorn goes into the mountain to recruit the dead soldiers. Uh, there's just something about that whole entire scene, the whole sequence that I, I just really love because it's once again shows the respect that Aragorn basically deserves. Alex is holding his adorable ass cat. It's hard to focus. She's so beautiful. She won't, she won't shut up. I can I know I can hear her purring. Um, I I just think that's my favorite part in the film. It, it's a really good scene though. I mean, just them talking to him and him not being scared of them. Even like Gimli's terrified of going in there. Even Legolas is like questioning <laughs> when uh, when they're in there. The cat is running around, dude. It is out of control. Uh, even Legolas himself was pretty skeptical about going in there. So I think there's a lot to appreciate with Aragorn once again, just being the true hero and leader. Uh, you know, as you guys have learned, listening to the Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers, uh, that I'm basically that's like my favorite kind of character in the fantasy world. Uh, so I think that's my favorite part for sure. Honestly, there's nothing I'd change about that scene either. Like it's, I really do think it's like a flawless scene. I don't know how well it is compared to the book. Um, but you know, for me as a film, uh, it's pretty good. What is, well, I mean, is there any scene you don't like in the film? Like something you're like, I really don't like that. Like it, it uh... maybe like ruined the vibe for you a little bit until it was over. Well, it didn't ruin the movie, but like towards the end when Sam and Frodo get picked up by the Eagles and then they're in uh, Rivendell again. Mm-hmm. And like everybody's running in the room and it's like start of a gay porno. <laughs> Sam! Um, yeah. They're all like jumping on the bed. Gandalf's the director smoking his pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't like that scene either. They're just, it's too, uh, it's too happy, man. I, I think mean, they did just save the world, so. But would you be that, like, that kind of happy if you just saved the world? I mean, he almost died in the process. He just had his finger bitten off by a fellow zombie-looking hobbit. You know, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a little too, I guess, use the word flamboyant? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but the way he says, Sam, Sam, I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. Just make it out and get it over with, okay? Uh, I didn't really care for that scene too much, but, you know, you're right. They just saved the world, so obviously they're going to be happy and dancing, I guess. It's just kind of stupid, but whatever. Is there anything else you would change in the movie? Uh, yeah. It doesn't have to be something you wouldn't like, just something that you would change because it's more preferable to you. Uh, the Witch King basically bitch-slapping Gandalf. That happened in the book. <laughs> so you did you did read the book? I read the part. Or at least read that scene. Um, yeah, no, I, when he uses his flame sword and basically does like a invisible hit on Gandalf and breaks the staff. No, it's like a psychic scream. Yeah. Uh, starting up the but fire and the sword. But that's one of the things I was talking to you about when we tried recording this originally. I just feel like Gandalf isn't truly represented as powerful as he could be. No. And uh, it sucks. Well, like, he's supposed to guide 
people and help people defeat he, Sauron. Because he's technically not supposed to intervene, right? Correct. But the Witch King being able to do that, that's like, well, Gandalf can uh, pull him off that fell rider and slap his butt. <laughs> <laughs> he can pull him off and clap his cheeks. He could do it yeah. with one finger. Yeah, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Uh, no, that's something I would change, too. It's just, once again, Gandalf is clearly more powerful than they, he is represented in the movie. But for obvious reasons, they probably can't show him that powerful or just the simple fact that he can't truly intervene. Um, what's up? You fucked the Balrog. <laughs> I know, but that was not in Return of the King. Like, Return of the King, I felt like he could have fucked up, like, half the thousands of people that were there on his own. I'm just saying. I know that's a little cheap. But I'd, for once, like a movie franchise to maybe show the character as powerful as they are represented in their normal medium. That's all. I'm not saying he did that in the books, by the way. I'm just saying, like, he could. He could do that. He could fuck them up. I mean, the light burns them all anyways. All he has to do is bring out the sun. They're all dead anyways. It's like Arya's right. bow from Skyrim. You just shoot an arrow into the sun and it burns everything. No? Too much? Whatever. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, so once again, uh, this trilogy is incredible. It's damn near a masterpiece, so it's really hard for us to talk about. Because personally, I don't have much wrong with the movie. And even then, the whole happy scene at the end when they're all going, Sam, you know, it's still me nitpicking. Uh, it's just an outstanding film. You know, Aragorn finally becomes the king of Gondor, as he's rightfully meant to, and it's pretty badass. The, the fight scenes in the movie are insane. Uh, they, they're just incredible when uh, Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli show up with the ghosts and just start fucking up that entire army <laughs> it's like oh my god it's really cool to see um, yeah I don't know man there's, there's, I don't know it's, it's tough is there throughout the trilogy like a singular character that you like the most oh Gandalf <laughs> that's fair yeah. and Gimli yeah, yeah. I, I like Gimli a lot too. Gimli's amazing, man. They, I don't know. It's hard hard to pick between all of them because it's such a great cast. Yeah, it feels like everyone down to like um, the Rohan characters, you know. Since we do have a lot of time spent with them, even Eowyn, uh, King Theoden, and then what's the other dude? Uh, Carl Urban's character. That he's like the lead horseman. Oh, Judge Dredd, you name. know the boys. Uh, yeah. Well, Carl Urban's the actor. I forget the character's name. But even, like, the Rohan characters alone, I feel like, could have had their own movie. They were really good characters. Um, that's one of the things that made Lord of the Rings stand out, I think, so much back in the day, even till today, is the casting couldn't have been more perfect all around with Andy Serkis as Gollum, you know, um, uh, Dickhead, who's the fake king of Gondor. Like, even if you hated the character, he still played him very well. And um, Oh, yeah. You know, Boromir and Faramir. Or Faramir? Faramir? Did I say that wrong? Faramir. Faramir. Not, not Boromir. Well, both of them. Sean Bean and then the dude from Harry Potter, Faramir. Um, just outstanding actors. Really did a good job. Uh, Christopher Lee, you know, as Saruman. Uh, very, very good job. Uh, R.I.P. homie. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. It's tough to really choose a character. And you even got Orlando Bloom, Legolas, uh, 
El, you know, Lord Elrond, killing it. Probably have to go Aragorn and Elrond for me. Uh, yeah. Elrond is just so well done. Uh, if you played Battle for Middle Earth, the games and the campaigns, and they have him in there, uh, it's just so badass. The, the character all around is outstanding. They could have made like a spin-off franchise with just Elrond and what he did in his younger years in the armies, maybe with a Sildor before he went crazy. Uh, just seriously amazing acting all around. And I think that's another reason why this trilogy stands out till this day is not only is it well-written and well-filmed, the cinematography is insane, but the cast nailed all their roles. I don't think there's a single person you can go that he was not good for that role. And that's really nice to see. Um, yeah. Would you, do you have anything to add to Return of the King? Um, the ending boat scene when Frodo's getting on the boats at the Grey Havens mm-hmm. to go to the land beyond. Um, I wish Aragorn, Gimli, and oh, Legolas were there, and Arwen because like her dad's leaving. Like, see ya. I'll never see you again. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first tried recording this episode. I kind of disagreed with you there, but given some time to think about it. I agree with you. It's like your dad's leaving to immortality. He's not coming back. So you would think at the very least, Eowyn and Aragorn would be there for the fellowship. And then, you know, his father-in-law, you know, her dad, Gimli, Legolas, you know, who knows what they're up to. Well, they're actually, they're over there too, aren't they? You said that he made them captains of Gondor or Uh, advisors, advisors. Uh, Question for you. Just so maybe we'll see if you know based off their lore. But could they even be captains of Gondor since they're not gone? You know, they are a different species or uh, races? No, because uh, Pippin uh-huh. uh, becomes a steward of Gondor. Okay. But that was before Aragorn. He just remains a steward. Aragorn can do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. He did just help save Middle Earth with Frodo. So. Any any legal counsel that is on the seat for uh, the for Gondor is going to be dead because he's living to two hundred. <laughs> oh well, I mean, Legolas and Gimli would probably live pretty close to him. Oh yeah, I think Gimli outlives him. Yeah. Is there is there medium that takes place after? Uh, Aragorn's passing or like that talks about it in the books or is it all in Return of the Kings like epilogue maybe uh, I can't remember Tolkien did a lot of uh, letters explaining some stuff yeah kind of like some extra backstory for some of the fans yeah uh, but I know Gimli by the time of the War of the Rings uh, he was like 140 oh okay and in The Hobbit, I think he was like 60 to 80. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure what happens afterwards. So we'll just keep it Lord of the Rings focused for now. Um, do you think that the Lord of the Rings TV show that Amazon's making, let's just say we know nothing about it besides the fact that they are making a TV show, do you think it'd be cool if it was based off the Similarly, I can't say it. I cannot Mm-mm. say that book, dude. But do you think it should be based off that? Because th- that book, you know, I'll never forget my old boss at Sprouts. 
hardcore Lord of the Rings fan, dude. And he like basically told me everything that happens in that book, and it's a lot of build up, bro. <laughs> like a lot. So much amazing stuff happens in that book. You don't think they could turn that into a show? I mean, they could. I wish they do like more uh, adventure type, like of like the wizard Gandalf. I mean, it'd be hard getting Ian McKellen to play Gandalf again, but like some untold stories of Tolkien. But I don't know if it'll work. We'll yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to go with that, but that's kind of why I was asking, you know, well, Christopher Lee also passed, so he won't be there as a wizard. Um, I just don't see how they can make a TV show about it, because it can't possibly be about the Lord, the Lord of the Rings. Like, it can't be, you know, the Fellowship, and uh, there's no way. I don't think that would work in a TV show format at all. Well, I also said, uh, saw that they're going to be introducing sex scenes the Lord of the Rings films, and I was like, why? <laughs> hey man, Eowyn is kind of hot. So. No, I don't know why they would do that. I mean, that's such a weird thing to come out with in your TV show instead of like what's actually going on, I guess. <laughs> so, Yeah, uh, especially uh, since um, uh, JR JR J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, I was thinking about like Christopher Tolkien, his son. Uh, we were talking about Similarity. Why, is he the one uh, who wrote Similarity? Similarly, I can't say it. Yeah, I think J.R.R. Tolkien wrote a lot of it, but then Christopher like finished it. Okay, well that makes sense. I do know that one of his sons, or if that's his only son, I don't know his family history, did finish one of his books. I still know which one it is. Yeah, but anyways, it, it's kind of like spitting on J.R.R. Tolkien's grave because uh, he was a, a Catholic. Oh. And, like, he barely, I don't even think he really talked about sex in the books, to but be honest. But you got to remember when he wrote those books, it was the early 1900s. Yeah, but, you know. The world's different today, he, dude. Okay. I know, but keeping the author's vision a little bit. His values. Hollywood don't give a fuck. If Frodo's gonna have sex with a robot, they're gonna make it happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nah, man. Uh, it is Amazon. You know, if you look at what they've done with the boys, if they can take that creative freedom or just kind of devotion, man. I know the boys isn't exactly carbon copy of its graphic novel, but from what I'm hearing, it's made a lot of fans extremely happy. Because it's actually as close as you're probably going to get. So whatever they base the show off of, if it can be decent enough to honor Tolkien and his stories, and I think that's fair. The sex scenes, I don't know why they're doing that. Just because Game of Thrones did it and it worked really well, like everyone was into that show for however long, doesn't mean your show has to have that to, to be important. Because whether you like it or not, a lot of people that talked about Game of Thrones talked about the sex scenes because it literally happens instantaneously like within the first episode i think uh, yeah jamie and Cersei. Cersei. yeah so it still did create conversation which did lead to people watching the show so maybe that's what their thought process is i don't know uh, i mean sure <laughs> <laughs> sure i don't know so uh I, i'm just saying it doesn't need it if it if it's good 
you don't need sex scenes. No, I agree, and that's what I'm trying to say is like I hope that's not like their thought process. Like we have to have it so it creates that buzz, you know, in the the atmosphere the of the media for people to be talking about it on social media and whatnot. So Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers, Return of the King. How are you gonna rank them? Uh number one is Fellowship. Number two, return. Number three. Two towers. Yeah, so I'm almost there. I do return fellowship and then two towers. Uh, I just, like I said, I'm just a sucker for good conclusions, and I think Return of the King really closes the door on everyone's story uh, with that cast. I literally have no questions. You know, when I'm done with that, when I'm done with that film, I'm extremely satisfied. Like that's it. I can't tell you how many films where I'm like, uh, like Return of the Jedi. I'm like, oh shit! Like, what's Luke gonna do now? Like, I want to know what Luke does. Lord of the Rings, like, that's it. I'm extremely happy with everything that happens. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring might be one of the best introduction films in the history of filmmaking. You know exactly everyone's story and whether or not you like them by the end of that first film. Pretty quick. They develop everybody at a very good rate, I would say. Um, I don't think that's unfair to say, to be honest. And then Two Towers is the perfect let's get to the third film movie. Like there's nothing bad about it. Uh, I love the, the wars in it. I, I love everything about it. It's just the fellowship and return of the King are in my opinion, the pillars of how you start a trilogy and how you finish it in terms of filmmaking. I'm pretty sure the books are even better and probably different in some ways. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else we got? Is there anything else you wanted to uh, talk about today? I'd, I'd say with Lord of the Rings, though, we're pretty much we're pretty much done. Um, I can just tell everyone now that we are going to be doing the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, we are not splitting it up. It will all be done in one episode. Probably. And I'm reading the book. Alex read the book, or is reading the book. He's almost done. I need to finish watching the second one, or I need to rewatch the second one and then the third one. Because I just watched the first one like a couple months ago. So I might just go on Wikipedia for that. Just to freshen up on what happens. Uh, yeah. I can already tell you right now my favorite part from the first movie. I'm pretty sure it's the first movie. Is the, the trolls. Or the ogres or whatever. When they're getting cooked. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a really good scene. I, I, you know, I think they did a really good job with it. And then when you told me. When we were talking about Fellowship of the Ring. Like hey there's their heads or something like that. Or. So when Gandalf cracks the rock and uh-huh. uh, reveals the sunlight, which is Troll's natural uh, enemy, yeah, uh, they turn to stone. So when they're like going to, I think Bree uh, in the Fellowship, yeah, uh, I think it's Merry or Pippin's or Sam saying, "Mr. Frodo, look, it's the Trolls." Uh, Bilbo talked about. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's that's an awesome little connection there. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about those, uh, real quick. I'll talk to you about my Xbox series S, uh, for $300 and after taxes here in California, it's 334. This console is extremely fucking impressive, dude. Like it's easily a, on, on par in terms of performance on your game with at least a six or seven hundred dollar PC for sure, not even questionable. However, 
<laughs> However, you're going to laugh at me for this. The storage is abysmal. I think I have five games installed and my storage is completely full. Halo MCC, I literally had to uninstall almost every campaign to fit that fifth game. So, yeah. That hurt. But I did give Jarrett, since last time we were playing Halo, uh, you know, he was actually having load issues with even customizing his Spartan on MCC with all the updates they've added to it. So I gave him my Xbox One X, and he should be setting that up today. Uh, he should be home hopefully by now. I just realized we haven't got a text from him. He left last night. But, uh, yeah. So next gen is dope. But when there's no next gen games to play, it's not that cool. <laughs> That was going to be something I talked to you about real quick, because normally with these new consoles, there's like one game that stands out. Like, for instance, when the original Xbox One came out, uh, that following uh, spring, there was a Titanfall, which was exclusive to 360, PC, and Xbox. But on uh, 360, it had like a lot of issues. But on Xbox One, it didn't. It ran really well, and it looked beautiful. That was the first, like, besides Rise, Son of Rome, the first, like, main game I played. And it completely like blew me out of the water. But with the Series S, you got Apex. I got Apex, which does run at 120 frames, which is dope. Uh, Halo MCC runs at 120 frames. Gears of War Five, uh, Gears of War Five is actually what's kind of you know really taking me by surprise. Is the what? Why are you talking shit? You need to play it. It that game is amazing, dude. It's the it's literally the best gear since Gears Three. Oh, storage space for it. <sighs> yeah, you don't play anything on your console besides Doom and Apex. And Cyberpunk isn't out yet. Not getting it. Oh, you're not gonna get it? No. What? Nah, I've been playing uh, MMO on my PC. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that's in the preview, the preview program right now, right? You know, yeah, well, project. They're, they're yeah. What's it called? Project Gorgon. And you're saying this is a... So Project Gorgon is a MMO being made from developers of EverQuest 2 and... Ashron's Call Ashron's 1 and 2. I think Star Trek. So people who've been in the business for quite a long time. Because Ashron's Call, didn't that end in early 2000s? Or the EverQuest? Uh, uh, it never ended. It ended in like... 2015, oh, okay. 2016. Okay, I'm thinking of something else then. Uh, is still running. They came out with a expansion, I think, this year. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty fun. I like it. So for the noobs listening, that you know, like me, I played old school RuneScape. I played ESO and World of Warcraft a little bit. Is it like any of those MMOs for anybody who's interested in looking up what you're talking about? Or I would say so. On exploration and zones, it's like EverQuest and I'd say WoW. Um, questing, they don't really give you any hints or anything. It's not like uh, new games where there's a little dot and a compass leading you. Yeah, pick up spider shit here and deliver it to this guy. It's like, go to this cave and you're like, okay, where the hell is that? <laughs> so it's like RuneScape because I felt when I was a kid, you know, RuneScape was like that. They told you where it was, but dude, I mean, for the most part, from the quest that I remember, you were pretty much on your own. Like they say, "Hey, this is what this is where it's at." 
But if you don't like know where you're going or if it's still unfamiliar land, like it could be pretty nerve wracking trying to find the exact location of wherever the quest item is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say like combat. Uh, it's between EverQuest and ESO. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's 14 combat skills to go from. You can level them up to 70 or 80. I'm not that far yet. <laughs> yeah. But, and then there's it's more community based. So, like in World of Warcraft and RuneScape, you got the GE and the auction house. So, you can just pick an item and sell it. Well, this one, you can buy a trader mm-hmm. and you run that trader post. So, you put all your stock in there and then people come by and buy stuff if they need it. Nice. Well, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I would. I'd love to get back into MMOs. I mean, you know, ESO has released a ton of Skyrim-based DLC, which, whatever. I know everyone's gonna go back to Skyrim, but I mean, that's cool, man. I'm glad you found a new uh, MMO. Uh, speaking of next gen, is there any game that would have to come out to be enticing enough for you to maybe dabble into the new consoles? Or are you pretty much uh, really happy with the focus on crossplay, so you can stick to your PC and still be able to? Xbox Live Party Chat, you can still play Halo with us, Apex, uh, Gears, if you ever wanted to try it, it's cross-playing. Like, are you really happy with what they're doing with that, or would there be something like, oh, I'm going to pick up a new console? Mm, maybe. That's going to hurt you. But, uh, no, no, I mean, cross- the new God of War came out, I'd probably pick up a PS5. Yeah. If it looked, if it looked good. But I watched all the videos on the last one. I was like, I need to get a PS4. <laughs> yeah, man. I watched like the entire like cutscene, you know, the game movie of all the cutscenes. Uh, the last God of War they made was outstanding. I don't know how they're going to be able to like really top themselves with the, their next one. Um, but yeah, man. Well, they only showed like five, no, four gods in that. Yeah. So you got um, Thor's um, children, I think it was. Because um, he killed Thor, didn't he? Or no, he killed Baldor, and that's their brother, uh, Thor's brother. But they also killed uh, Thor's sons. And everyone thinks Loki is Kratos' son. Yeah, Atreus. Which is weird, right? Like, how does that make any sense? Uh, Kratos hooked up with uh, a god of giants, basically. Um, and she passed on. So, plus there's a mural on the wall, and it shows like uh, Kratos getting absorbed of all his power, or something like that, or sacrificed, and Loki coming out. Okay, so, it's pretty interesting. Like that giant snake you've seen in it—that's Loki's son. <laughs> yeah, so it's like sent back in time. <laughs> so Loki's son was sent back in time, and it's a fucking snake. Yeah, Thor punched him so hard, he went back in time, in the time of Ragnarok, I believe. Oh, well, that's what you were saying, or someone else was saying, that they might, like, showcase Ragnarok and the next yeah. one? Well, that's what it's called, I believe. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think there was a reveal trailer for that, right? Or just yeah, Ragnarok? It was, yeah, I think it was just, like, uh, the main theme of God of War 4, and then it shows uh, Ragnarok. 
it's very tough for me to talk about Norse mythology without thinking about Marvel's take on it with their character's lore. But it's, like, vastly different, right? Like, they're actual Norse, like, stories compared mm-hmm. to what Marvel uh, depicts. Yeah, Which plus... a bad thing. I'm just saying they're different. Well, they've done pretty good because God of War and Greek mythology, you know, people were thinking he was going to go to Norse or uh, Egyptian next. And they're all intertwined, so it's pretty cool. So I guess... At this point, why is Kratos doing this? Like, why is he still... Is he still, uh, like, helping no, he wanted, all the gods, or what? No, he wanted to get away from that. That's why he uh, put away his blades. That's why he went to third person? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not knocking them. Their third person camera view looks way better than the original games. Because I played, I played God of War 1 and 2. I haven't been back ever since. But those games were fucking amazing back in the day. They probably are still good. I know they came out with like a a semi-remastered collection for the PS4 or PS3. I know they came out with one, uh, but seeing them do like the -the over-the-shoulder type stuff with this latest one is insane. Like, I... If there's a reason to buy a PlayStation, it's that game, for sure. Like, uh, they got a console seller there. That and Spider-Man? I guess... I watched a ton of gameplay of it. Like, I watched the cutscenes. Like, I'm not that impressed. Unless you like open world. Unless you like swinging around buildings for hours on end. But I was watching just, like, some raw gameplay footage from, like, a random person on YouTube. And I don't think I could sit there and play it. Because even the Batman games were technically good. But I couldn't. I couldn't play them. The Arkham games. Yeah. It's just... Why why (laughs) Spider-Man? Uh, I know. I like right? Deadpool. Overused. Him and Deadpool are overused? Well, who would you want instead? Like, if there was a Marvel hero right now, like, Alex, we will make a fucking game <laughs> for this this hero, who would it be? Hulk. No. No. Okay, you wouldn't want to run around nope. freaking smashing shit? Nope, I already did that on the Avengers game, and I didn't like it. Mm. And their combat... Even though that game is god-awful, the combat for the heroes is extremely well done. So, no, I would say that if someone wants that, go buy that game when it's like 15 bucks and play as the Hulk. Because you will get your smashed the shit out of everything. His abilities are insane, too. Okay, what superhero would you do? Captain America. <laughs> uh, so you want to just run around and smack stuff? Dude! Listen, once again, we're bringing up the Marvel's <laughs> Avengers like uh, looter-shooter game that they just came out with and is failing horribly. It's just, dude, the way they animated his moves and stuff with the shield, are it's fucking dope. I would rather just have a full-on uh, story-driven game than a looter-shooter uh, Avengers game. Have Spider-Man, have Hulk. Imagine Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Did you play those games by any chance? Uh, well, basically, if you have a favorite hero... You can fucking play as them in that game, right? Imagine having all these heroes in a massive campaign, but with a gameplay style of God of War, where it's over the shoulder. Well, Marvel's Avengers did that too. It's all in third person. Imagine that, but a complete campaign, maybe co-op driven story. I'd rather have that than just uh, Spider-Man, just Thor. Um, I I think... uh, 
you know, that would be better than... Maybe just no more superhero games. It's just the same thing all over. Yeah, that's why I recommend Marvel's Ultimate Alliance uh, 3 on the Switch. That game is fun, dude. And it's got a great campaign. It's about the Black Order. You know, uh, Thanos' um, mm-hmm. children. The children of Thanos. Uh, that's a really, really good game. I didn't finish it because it took <laughs> it took way too long. But it, yeah, I just recommend that game. It seems like they can't get it right with superhero games. I know Spider-Man's like outstanding. And it really is, but it's just not for me. I'm not going to buy a console for it. There's no way. I think, if anything, Injustice is probably where it's at. So, yeah, like fighting games. Yeah, if Netherrealm took over for Marvel's fighting games like that, holy shit. Yeah, sign me up. Because the Injustice games are good. Those are really good games. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else you would like to talk about, good sir? I don't think I have... Anything else to add at this moment? I'm sure something will come up when right as we're done recording, and I'll get pissed. So you did the polls too, right? Uh, those. Well, if you would like to redo them, but I did it by myself. Mm. No, we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, originally, everybody when we recorded Return of the King, me and Alex went over all the polls, and it was funny as shit. But yeah, I think that's it. So yeah, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, if for whatever reason you haven't seen it yet, uh, just stop everything you're doing and watch it. And uh, Alex, thank you uh, thank you for being on the show. For having me on. Oh, no problem, man. needy cat. Yeah, he's got a needy cat, everyone. So that's going to be it for the Edges Works podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I will be talking, or I will be giving my full review of the Xbox Series S on the next episode, so please stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Bye.